powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Well, the saying is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And now what is staying in Vegas is the Flames' all-time losing streak there is. For the first time ever, the Calgary Flames win a hockey game in Las Vegas, Nevada. I guess technically paradise, but... Either way, Calgary comes away with a 7-2 win uh, this evening in uh, the entertainment capital of the world. Hi, everyone. I'm Peter Klein, riding solo today. Had a guest that kind of fell through. Um, but the uh, the Flames, not dead yet as they pick up the, uh, the, the win over Vegas. Coming up on the show today... Roster discussion aplenty, plus we'll talk about all the great things that Calgary was able to do in that game, leading to a converted touchdown against the Golden Knights. But before that, a word, if you will, from the fine sponsors of this program, as it's March Mania at Sports Interaction, NHL, you saw tonight, NBA, March Madness, MLB, and so much more, it's bananas. Play Pinata Picks and Minute Madness exclusive games with insane odds you can play uh, you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario, use the QR code at the bottom of the screen or head to sportsinteraction.com/sdpn to get started. 19 years and older, please play responsibly. Uh, that pinata picks thing looks like it is an absolute blast. Much like this game was a blast. Uh, we already got a few people in the chat. Shout out. Uh, we got Dan. We got Takai. We got left-handed penman and Jay Money hanging out. Yes, uh, Money, I, I noticed the eliteness of Milan Lucic tonight. We will get to the Lucic conversation, but let's start positively. This is... One of the bigger wins the Flames have had so far this season. A a victory over Vegas when you are... <laughs> um, sorry, I just saw that. Um, when you are down and out, this, 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 this was as must-win as it gets from a Flames standpoint. And admittedly... When uh, Bourne was talking about it at the first or second intermission, talking about how, yeah, well, I mean, you look at it like Winnipeg, um, Winnipeg kind of falling off and the flames a win here and they're right back in. And I was like, okay, that's a bit of a stretch. Let's look. Oh, if they win their three points out, all of a sudden the flames are three points out of a playoff spot. Like I, I, I don't know how. Uh, this has happened. I quite frankly wrote this team off and kind of thought, okay, we're playing out the string. We're doing it with veterans instead of kids, but we're playing out the string here. So let's just try to have as much fun with this as possible. Hey, look, the flames have changed the lines. That's going to give us plenty to talk about. And now you have a team that some crazy how is right in the thick of it. They are right there for a spot in the postseason, And, Winnipeg has really fallen off lately. Like Connor Hellebuck is the only thing keeping that team afloat. Um, they're having trouble scoring and they're having a bit of a difficult time defending. Other than that, they're playing great. But the the Flames have a realistic shot now. Again, I, I don't want to read too much into it. There's a number of ways you could um, write off what Vegas was going through tonight. Like they, there was just a crispness that was lacking from the the Vegas standpoint. But I think a lot of credit goes to the Calgary Flames. Like this was the pressuring style that we thought we would see from Calgary. They they brought it up on the, the broadcast tonight, turning defense into offense to Foley with a good read, getting the steal, getting in and scoring. You have Dubé forcing some turnovers and creating some opportunities that they, aside from like a five-minute stretch there where Vegas was able to come back and tie this game up, it's kind of all Calgary. They really, really controlled so much of this game. And it's, 
I, I've seen it a bit. Left-handed penman. This team is so frustrating. Great win. Would have been better with wins against the Ducks and Yotes. Now we got to hope the Preds beat the Jets before they fall off of a cliff. Yeah. This is the thing. You play like that against Anaheim, you score 20. Like, the the losses against Anaheim and the Coyotes and Chicago and... Uh, did they lose to Columbus? It feels like they lost to Columbus. If they didn't lose to Columbus, they didn't beat them by enough. Anyway, um, it, it's just... It's those types of games that, it, that are so frustrating. But now you look at it for the rest of the way. It does feel like Markstrom's figured something out, right? Like, it, it feels like he is at least showing signs of being the dude from last year. I don't know if these are necessarily the lines but uh, going forward, but it seemed like there was a bit more generation tonight. And it seems like they've been generating a few more chances the last little bit. Like, there are still some games where it's 100 shots and only two high danger chances, but those are becoming a little bit more the exception um, and not necessarily the rule now. So it, it does feel like they have at the very last possible moment, started to figure some things out. But I think they have legitimately started to figure things out, and this is legitimately a good win. Now, we've had this conversation before. We have done this a bunch. Let's not say, oh, well, this is the turning point, and now off they go, shooting into space as the a, a glorious team that is going to ride this wave of momentum all the way to a glorious playoff run. Yeah. That's probably going to be the thumbnail. Um, who knows, right? Like, all I'm saying is we, we have bought into it so many times that the Flames have, like, 30 or uh, uh, it feels like 30 times this year had a great game and then weren't able to follow it up. But this is for this night, and I feel like I'm putting too many caveats on it. For this night, this is a night to, to really enjoy what the Flames were doing. They're not tanking. They are not going to um they're not going to fall into the sweepstakes for Connor Bedard, so you may as well give the playoffs a bit of a go, hey? And the Flames do that tonight. And the thing uh, one thing that I do take positively from this, and again, it's another thing that we've talked about. I like how they handled adversity tonight. I feel like there were times this season where Vegas scores those two goals quickly. It's off of like defensive breakdowns. Things are going pretty well, but then all of a sudden the game's tied. I feel like there are times this season where this team would have folded and they would have ended up losing 4-2 to two, and we would have continued to talk. We, we, this show would have opened differently with a different topic and we would have been talking about instead of just Pelche and Dewar, who are some of the other kids we can maybe call up from Stockton or do we not even want to bother and just let send some of the kids down and let them play in the, in the, a in the AHL playoffs. Like it would have been an entirely different discussion, but this team handled that adversity well, and they come back and they score right away to go up three to two. And from there, that was kind of it. Like Vegas was kind of the one that folded tonight. Um, yeah, I guess there's kind of a Vegas pun in there. Either way, this was a strong performance from a team that desperately, desperately needed it uh thank you guys for staying up late with us tonight uh, as you can see in, in the description this was supposed to be more than just me tonight but uh that ended up falling through kind of at the last minute no one's fault just one of those things we call life so uh thank you all for for tuning in let's get the the light count up a little bit after a big win from the flames this evening uh let's take a look at the chat here 
the curse is over. First win in Vegas. Yeah, that's got to feel pretty good. Uh, Takai number one, damn, the thumbnail was on point. First of all, thumbnails are always on point, but it was a bit more predictive for this one. I was pretty happy with that one. Milan Lucic with his elite one hit minus one stat line in a 7-2 game. Nine minutes played. Whew. Look, I feel like I took a shot. Uh, I feel like I'm getting blocked on Twitter tonight anyway because someone tagged him and uh, and not even like in a oh did you see what this guy did they just added him in their reply to it and it's like oh well I'm definitely getting blocked now but whatever left-handed penman also win and you're in PK's got to take it from Audi for a while Audi is in the press box no 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 you know that this is this is kind of the Vladar situation from earlier in the year I I'm getting some wins here but we all know who the better one is like it's definitely Audi so you just got to ride that one out and and hope that it comes through look. We were on a call um, at the beginning of the month, and it was like, Audi's got this curse, but then also, like, I feel like I'm kind of cursed. That's turned around a little bit now in the last little while, but at some point, there's no curse, it's just the team sucks. But now, it, it does feel like at least the Peter curse is, has kind of turned for the next little bit. Uh, C-squared 24 with a Go Flames Go. Hope uh, is still alive. I went down, 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 but the Flames, they went higher. I wanted to, um, obviously... Oh, Conrad, it, you know what? You weren't late, Conrad, we're early. And that's, we, we need to wait for you before we, we get this thing going. But uh, happy that you have made it to the, the, the chat. And also, Conrad, with some fine threads posted on uh, on Twitter with the, uh, the the SDPN shirt. I was actually kind of scrambling to see if I could find that shirt, but I uh, I wore it recently, and so it's in the wash. So I am I am not matching tonight, and instead I'm rocking just an, an anime shirt because that's, that's how we get down on a Thursday night at 10.43. God damn, West Coast games can just suck it. But um, I don't... Oh, right, I wanted to start this uh, stream with the uh, Morgan Freeman thing from Shawshank Redemption where talking about how hope can be a dangerous thing, but it does feel like there's at least a sprinkling, a sprinkling of the the, the hope. We're kind of salt baying the hope onto this one today after a, a Flames win. Uh, Pedro saying last minute heroic push to make the playoffs or just the hope we need to have our hearts crushed. Either way, it should be entertaining. If nothing else, Pedro, the next few games are going to matter. And that's kind of what you want, right? Like you want to be playing meaningful games as the weather starts to warm and the calendar flips into to March heading towards April. You want those games to count a little bit and not look that there is a value in this. I, I know there is a frustration where, we, we kind of think this team should be going in a different direction. And do we think that there is um, some grand result waiting at the other end of the this postseason rainbow? Probably not. You know, like, odds are, I guess I get they just beat them. But odds are you play that Vegas team seven times in a playoff series, they're probably going to beat you four times out of the seven, right? Like, that's, that's it is probably not going to get that far. That's just probably the result of this. However, there are enough young dudes on this team you know, guys like, like, Uyghur's not old, right? Um, even, like, Huberto's not old, or Huberto's not young, sorry, but he doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. So, getting him that, but having Pelche just being around it, having Dewar just being around it, having Ruzichka just being around it, this kind of stuff matters for those types of dudes. It's not the be-all, end-all, and they're not going to turn into McDavid next year because they saw a playoff race, but... These types of things and these types of experiences actually matter for these guys. And so I think it is a positive what's what's happening with this team over the, this little stretch. 
here. Uh, I lost where we were. Da, 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 da. Uh, Monty saying it really makes no sense having all three of Lucic, Lewis, and Richie playing. Just imagine adding some speed and youth full time. We'll get to the the lineup decisions here in, in a couple of minutes, but yeah. Uh, dark. I'm gonna say Dark Nesmith. Dark Nesmith. This team is frustrating and confusing. Try talking about them. I was going to say 41 times a year. It hasn't been that. Audi's had the, the lion's share of these games. But try talking about them 30 to 40 times a year. Doesn't make any sense, man. Doesn't make any sense. Beat Dallas, Minnesota, and Vegas, but lose to Anaheim and Arizona. The Flames in a nutshell this year. Yeah. Um, they they were showing the, the schedule that the Flames had on the broadcast. And it was, well, they only have six playoff teams on there. It's like, oh. That might need to be higher because that those are the only ones this team actually plays against. Glenn D from an Oilers fan, keep up the good work, boys. Would be great for you guys to knock out Winnipeg and set up another Battle of Alberta in the playoffs. It certainly would would be a lot of fun um, to to do that again. I don't know if the result would necessarily be a positive one for this team, but that was so much fun to to have that and just to have the rivalry relevant again would be a whole lot of fun. Conrad saying, uh, why, thank you. And my Calgary Canucks want a playoff game too. Oh, I am so jealous. Back back in my day, uh, when I was doing Calgary Canucks stuff, they, they made the playoffs for the first time in forever. And Camrose, who at the time was not to the cheating extent, but what Brooks is now, um, they, they were kind of the team to beat. And um, actually, it wasn't Camrose. Who was? I think it was Okotoks they played. And one game went to overtime. I was like, man, if they could win this one, maybe it's another one. So I, I never got to see a, a Calgary Canucks playoff win in my time with them. So I'm happy you got to experience that um, for yourself this evening. Um. Oh, yes. Dan also saying, oh, Darkness Smith. Oh, that makes sense. Darkness Smith. That makes sense. Yep. Good. Thank you. We're on. Look, it's late, okay? Uh, there's a lot of words. But uh, Dan with this and completely agree. Major shout out to Vegas for the 51-49 tonight where the proceeds went to ALS to benefit Chris Snow. Yes, that uh, phenomenal, phenomenal gesture there from the Vegas Golden Knights who do a lot of things right. Uh, not just the hockey thing, but they do a lot of things right as well. Keep the chat coming. This is a lot of fun. Share this. Look. We want to keep doing these. We we want to start growing this audience a little bit more. And hopefully, if this team makes it to the playoffs, if they can get their fucking shit together, then we'll be able to, to do more of these. That's that's how this works. But we want to, to spread the good word of Game Over Calgary. So share this, like the video, subscribe to the channel, all those things. Like, we say it all the time. Wouldn't be saying it if it didn't matter. You know, like, it, it wouldn't be, we wouldn't be saying it if that kind of stuff didn't help and it didn't help us grow. So keep doing those things. We really do. Appreciate it. Uh, Dennis saying, thanks for holding Vegas's points, fellas. Uh, Ryan Ballantyne standing firm that Marky was pregnancy stressed. Team's fortunes changed once the baby came. Yes, uh, Ballantyne, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, you, you can see over my shoulder is the, the Kawhi Leonard uh, Tay-Tay ski painting. And a painting? Sketch? Picture. Anyway, uh, not the point. The point is a big part of the the championship that that sorry that dude won was Fred Van Vliet coming back from having a baby uh, or his wife having the baby, and he played out of his mind. That's what we're hoping with with Markstrom. So maybe that kind of turns around. Uh, do you think Sutter coaches past this season? Look, I don't want to bring the mood down at all coming off of a win. 
I think 100% he is guaranteed to be the coach of this team next season. I It wouldn't be what I would do, personally, and we'll get to more on that in a second. But it, it wouldn't be what I would do, but this is a team that's already paying a couple of coaches to not coach this team. And it's traditionally an organization that doesn't love doing that. If you want my opinion... Daryl, which, I mean, you do, you're listening. Um, Daryl Sutter is definitely the coach of this team next year. And if he's not also the GM, uh, then he is going to have a significant say on what players come into this organization. So that that is kind of what uh, what I believe this evening. Um, so yeah, let's keep the keep the likes coming, keep this uh keep the Comments coming. That's the word I was looking for. Comments coming in the chat. And yes, you're welcome, Dennis, for uh, being able to, to hold off. You know what? That This just shows where the Flames have been. I haven't even looked at the top of the Pacific Division standings for a little bit. Is it that close that you guys are? Oh, it's six points. Calm down with the whole the Vegas points thing. But yeah, no. Shout out to uh, to Dennis, Zach, and Avery and the crew over with Game Over Edmonton, who uh, had the game tonight against the Dallas Stars. Um... So let's get into the lines, because the the Flames completely switched things up tonight. A couple of things stayed the same, with Lindholm and Toffoli staying, and with Backlund and Coleman staying. So the lines were Manjapani with uh, Lindholm and Toffoli, Hibero with Backlund and Coleman, Lucic, Kadri, and Lewis, because apparently Kadri lost a bet, and Richie with Ruzicka and Dubé. Now, I... It feels like those got blended a little bit as the, the night went on, but that, that's at least how it started. And look, it's tough to argue with the results. I thought the team really, I thought the team really responded tonight. Like I, I thought they played legitimately a very good hockey game tonight, and I, I continue to be baffled at Lucic getting into the lineup. And I, I tweeted about it earlier at primetime Klein. I. I, I just, I don't know what the explanation is. The only thing I I could think of, or the only response I got for like, look, what am I not seeing? Because I, I, look, I, I, I view this sport a certain way, and that way does not really include the skill set of Milan Lucic in any way, shape, or form. But I also understand there are multiple ways to win in this sport, and there are things that I don't value that actual NHL teams do, and those things tend to actually matter at certain points in the season. So, I I was wondering, like, look, can someone just explain to me why this is happening? And the best explanation I got was, maybe the Vegas flu got the kids, which I'm not reporting anything it just seemed like the most likely because from a hockey standpoint, there's nothing. It was a lot of, well, it's experience and they're, they're, they're letting the big guy play out the, the string before his NHL career inevitably ends at the end of the season. First off, I don't know if that's true. Secondly, it fucking shouldn't be because this team is now three points out of a playoff spot. With all due respect to the long and storied career of Milan Lucic, and he has been an instrumental part on the sport of hockey over the last decade, but you can fuck all the way off with that if, if we're giving out participation points for guys getting into the lineup when a team is scratching and clawing to make their way into the postseason. That is ridiculous. Again, all due respect to Milan Lucic, he could watch his playoff highlights in the press box. If the 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 only justification you have for playing a guy is he's already played a bunch. I hate that. Hate that. You you need to give me something. Um and look, I've 
I, I feel like I kind of hung on to Lucic defending a little bit longer than some others because, like, I, I've seen how those guys react to Lucic. I, I've seen in limited instances, but I've seen what they're like around him. I, I know that there is a reverence for that player in that locker room, but that can only get you so far. And to me, the, that distance should be about up the catwalk to the press box. That shouldn't get you actually onto the ice. There needs to be something else of value that you provide. And I, I haven't seen it with him. I continue to, to be baffled by that. And yeah, well, Peltre doesn't have any points in seven games. Neither does Lucic. And then you stretch it out a while. Like, I'm, I, I don't get it. But again, they responded well. Like, Manjapani has probably been deserving of um, a boost up in the lineup for a while. And then, like, he was deserving for a while, and then he kind of cooled off, and then he got it, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Huberto with Backlund and Coleman, I think... Maybe I am um, crediting the wrong person. I thought it was left-handed Penman, uh, who the last time I was doing this suggested maybe we go Huberto with Backlund and Coleman because that Backlund and Coleman pair has been getting guys kind of back on track all season. And I thought tonight, they looked pretty good. The player who I thought responded quite well, actually, was Dylan Dubé. Um, I noticed him in this game a whole lot more than I have at other points in the past. And... Maybe that's just because I was looking for him. Maybe it's because, as mentioned before, all three of Luigi, uh, Luigi, Luigi, Louis, Louis, Lucic, and Richie were out there tonight. Um, so it's it's easier to stand out. But I thought Dubé played really well. I thought when Calgary responded after the two goals from Vegas, I thought a lot of that was Dylan Dubé keeping plays alive, winning puck battles, you know, those types of things, the things that we're told Lucic does. But doing those types of things, he was the one who was keeping things alive, and he was the one who was um, kind of creating things and getting this team back on track. So I, I thought he deserved uh, a bit of a shout-out for this one. Do I think this is the optimal way this team should be built? No. Um, to have Kadri on a line with Lewis and Lucic is, in my opinion, just a remarkable waste of one of the few guys who has had stretches of playing well for this team this year. So that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me at all. And quite frankly, like, no Dewar and no Pelche doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. As, as someone mentioned in here before, you need to have... Um, I think you need to have that energy in the lineup that Dewar provides. I think you need to have the passion that Pelche provides. He has given a spark to this team. And I, I just, I, I don't get it. I really, really don't get it. But I'm never going to get it. A couple more from the chat here. Pedro saying, number 17's biggest value is his leadership, apparently. The guys really like him in the locker room and on the bench. He is also a deterrent for other teams to take liberties. I still wouldn't play him. Just putting the other side out there and playing devil's advocate. And yeah, no, like, look, there, there is certainly a line of thought of that. I think the Flames have enough dudes who could take care of that, that, like... I don't think the deterrent thing plays as much of a factor. Like, Troy Stetcher beat the shit out of a dude tonight and ripped his shirt in half, and you don't necessarily think of him as that guy. And if things went down, like, Kadri would definitely be there to step in. Um, Razichka's, I think, a solid enough dude he would. Dubé would, you know? Like, um, on the blue line, Rasmus Anderson with a smile on his face and a tear in his eye would get into any scrum. So I, I guess those guys do, but no, like, look that, that, that is certainly a thing. And again, 
I, I understand that Milan Lucic is a beloved figure in that locker room, but we are at a point now where it has to matter what the guys are doing on the ice, and he just has not been getting it done for a pretty extended length of time. Yes, Penman saying Zadorov would absolutely um, be someone who would step in if someone took a liberty with a Manjapani or any of the other guys. Um, so, but no, like I, I get it, and that's at this point, that's basically all you'd have to hang your hat on for the the Lucic thing at this point. Uh, Penman also saying Luch came out like a, uh, like he was shot out of a cannon last time he got scratched to do it again. I, I'm saying like load management with this dude, play him once a week. Even if you play three times a week, if he plays twice, whatever, if you want to alternate a one game on one game off, I, I feel like he would benefit from that. Like it, it just, it looks labored out there. He has put on again, he has had a lengthy lengthy NHL career with some hard miles on that body. And it's, it's starting to show like that. This is the natural progression of a power forward in the national hockey league in this 2023, like that. This is father times undefeated. You know, that, that's a saying for a reason. And right now father time is winning the battle with Lucic. You load manage him a little bit. I, I feel like it would help everyone. It would get the kids more involved. It would keep Lucic fresh for some of the, the bigger games. If you want to send him against Arizona, fine. And if you feel like he does have a value against a, a, a heavier Vegas team, then put him out there in that one, I guess. But at minimum, I think you should be load managing this guy. Um, Darkness Myth figured it out saying uh, Lucic definitely has some dirt on center. That could also be true. Uh, of saying, I'm really hoping it's only because Vegas is a big physical team and not a long-term change. If you wanted to keep Manjapani with Lindholm and Defoli, like you could, I, I don't think that the, the top six there is actually fine with Manj, Lindholm, Defoli, Huberto, Backlund, and Coleman. I don't hate that. Um, and then if you went with like a Kadri, Dubé, Pelche grouping or something like that, and then the rest on the fourth line like that, that could work. So there's that there are aspects of this that could work and they're probably going to go back with it because they scored seven tonight. I know this segment's being a little bit negative. They scored seven tonight. They were one goal away from the, Oh, I'd eight to be the Vegas golden Knights tonight. We're one goal away from that joke. Like that this team put it on Vegas tonight. So the results were there. I'm imagining this is probably what you're going to see the next time they think, uh, or the next time they face uh, any competition, that's Saturday against the Dallas Stars. Uh, Ryan Ballantyne back saying, no chance Sutter ever thinks about load management unless he's on a tractor. That That is very accurate. Again, a lot of these are things I think they should do. None of them are things I think they will do. What I think they will do is ride Lucic into the ground, which probably happened a month ago, and continue to ride that into the ground uh, into the playoff time. But no, like that's just... It would make too much sense for any of that to happen. Uh, Conrad saying that Daryl's getting the line blender out about two months too late. And C-squared saying, by the way, I love um, Sutter. Even if we go in the crapper next year, I'd rather have a funny coach to make it a little bit more tolerable. Agree to disagree um, on on that one there, uh, C-squared 24. Want to close this show just with uh, a couple other ones that kind of caught my attention. We've covered a lot of it, actually. Uh, but I, I do think just one more time, 
Jacob Markstrom, I think, deserves a lot of credit for some of the big saves he made in this game once again. And uh, I, I'm saying this in part because he certainly took a lot uh, the brunt of it this year, and rightfully so. But I, I feel like we pointed out all the time when he was struggling, I think we need to point out now that he is the opposite of struggling. I thought he was great again tonight. Um, I don't put the, the goals on him. There was uh, turnovers and things like that in the defensive zone that I, I think kind of got in the way. I, I think Markstrom has got back to a point, and we've said it a couple of games now. Markstrom is at a point where if this was the dude that showed up all year long, we're not having these playoff discussions. We're in here chirping with Dennis from Game Over Edmonton about the uh, the, the Flames and the Oilers battling for top spot in the Pacific Division. We're not talking about battling with the Jets and the Predators who sold at the deadline for the last playoff spot in the Western Conference. So it, it should be... Uh, it should be Markstrom's net most of the way now, uh, I think. And uh, he, he has certainly earned that. And it's one of those things where it feels like he's peaking at the right time. We talked about it before with everything going on in his personal life. But I just wanted to mention that one more time that I, I really was impressed with the play of Jacob Markstrom tonight. And a lot of dudes, like th there wasn't a whole lot that I didn't like from this flame performance. I just wish they would have picked the guys who are wearing the flaming C. Uh, a little bit better. I think that's going to, uh, as Audie says that I always say, uh, put a bow on this one today as we are closing it out. It's 11 o'clock. I think we can all agree it's probably time for bed. Uh, the next time the Calgary Flames are in action is going to be Saturday night. It's another late one against the Dallas Stars. Audie will have you covered there. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at PrimetimeKlein. Thank you all so much for tuning in one more time. Give this video a like. I think I was great tonight. Uh, share the video. Subscribe to the channel. It really does help us grow, and we want to keep growing because we want to keep doing fun stuff like this as the Calgary Flames continue to torment our lives, but giving us just a little bit of hope along the way. Thank you all so much, and uh, yeah, talk to you guys later. Oh, oh, this is awkward. Okay, now I'll talk to you guys later.